0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. That's right, folks. It's been a while, and we apologize. But we are back. Nick McVicker Irfan Manji hanging out with you on a Sunday morning as Irfan decides to leave the camera shop. <laughs> um uh, it's been too long. For sure. We have been away. It's been a busy summer. Irfan, I think you can attest to that as well.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a long summer.
0: <laughs> it's been a long and busy summer. But yeah. we are back. We're happy to be back. And while we could probably go through, oh, I don't know, any countless number of sports stories, mm-hmm. the last time we were on here, it was just me by myself doing a Toronto fan therapy session, which at the time was very needed. I don't know if you remember, Fon, yeah. but uh, the, the Leafs lost in the first round. It's not good. Uh, the, the, the Raptors lost in the first round, that's mm-hmm. not good. Um, TSC couldn't stop goals if their life depended on it, and the Blue Jays couldn't hit. Yeah. It, it was a very dark time for Toronto sports fans, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was bad. But yeah. why don't we fast forward to today and go over, you know, what's... Going on in Toronto now. How how does that sound? You you down for that? Yeah, let's do
1: it. Let's All try right. and help some Leaf Raptor Jays TFC right. fans. Well,
0: we since that episode, mm-hmm. um, let, let's start with the 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 not so good. TFC mm-hmm. couldn't stop bleeding goals. They got a little bit of help. They looked a lot better in the second half of the year because uh, the Italian invasion of Crescito Bernadeschi. And Insigne all came in, and they were able to outscore some of their problems. I'd say that's good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start start with yeah. a positive. Yeah. They still couldn't stop goals. Bono and Westberg were not the answer. They are now both gone. Mm-hmm. Will not be coming back. So that's a bit of a shock. Um, what did you make of TFC this year, dude? Um, I think going forward.
1: They're a very good side, but then as soon as you get into the final third, it's like, oh, the ball, let's run away from the ball. Kind of what it felt like. A lot of defenders were stretched out. The keeper, you know, as good as Bono has been for TFC in his career, didn't really look like a good year for them. I mean, offensively, they were fun to watch, like, especially after the two Italian newcomers onto the club. You're like, okay, this is positive, but, you know, they fixed the offense, They, they fixed the fact that people weren't coming to games. And brought in the bigger names, but then nothing was changed defensively. I mean, Michael Bradley looked like he didn't have his legs anymore. And I mean, that might be a big decision in the offseason for TFC. I, I, I
0: would almost argue, though, he was their best player this year. Sure. I I but picked he, him uh, on, on footy first. I picked mm-hmm. him as TFC's MVP for the season. Fair. But you picked, like, you had
1: to pick a guy who. whose legs look like they weren't there. And to be fair, I think you're right in the sense that when he wasn't playing, TFC also looked like they were not shambles. So at least he was the voice of reason. He was the most valuable player. But at what point does TFC start to go, okay, we need to change this roster because they're starting to. They're they're, they're trying to put seats, you know, people in the seats, but, you know, you can't be losing a game 5-3 or 5-4. It's true. Right? Like at, At what point do... Teams go okay. Like we're going to Toronto. Okay, we know we're going to score. We we'll yeah. just have to stop their two best players.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a weird spot that they're in right now because you have you have a great offense, right? The combination of Insigne, Bernadeschi, Jimenez, Io Akinola. Um, they have if Osorio's healthy, he's obviously a key to that offense as well. They have good attacking players. There was That was not the issue by the end of the season. They were scoring two to three goals pretty much every match, which, as any soccer fan knows, that's hard to do. And, and yet, they kept losing. It's, it's a real problem when you look at it, and they've addressed part of it, I'll say, mm-hmm. by not bringing back Bono or Westberg, who to their credit, did what they could in their time in Toronto. I mean, we we got a championship out of them. Let's not forget that, right? But they were never great MLS goalies. I think you and me have talked off air about this, but Bono and Westberg, at their very best, are average to good goaltenders in the MLS. Right? And if you don't have a good defense, it's not good enough. Am I, am I wrong in that statement?
1: Not at all. I mean, if you go to the championship team, plus the team that went to the finals the year before, they were solid throughout the the entire pitch. Yeah. Right? So Bono just had to come up with one or two good saves, and that was it. Yep. But, like, even, even, you couldn't expect that the last two years either. No.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's it's a problem. It's not It's not ideal. So they're going out, and they're going to have to find a – top quality keeper. Top quality MLS keeper. Mm-hmm. Not really sure who that will be, but hopefully hopefully they can find somebody. I know there's some good free agents out there uh in MLS circles. Name that keeps coming up that I hear, Bill Hamid. I would say he's a pretty good uh, MLS keeper, so we'll see where that ends up. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, I think the second half of the year was obviously positive for TSC. We're going to try to stick on that, and hopefully they can uh, continue that role into next season. Um, where do you want to go next, bud? I'll, I'll give you a pick. I went first. Which um, of the three Toronto teams that we haven't talked about yet would you like to talk about?
1: Start with the, Ar- uh, with the Raptors.
0: The Raptors? I was going to say Ar- Argos for a second, and then was like, wait, we haven't... We don't. We don't have them, to worry yeah. about the Argos. They're first in the East. They are going <laughs> to host a Eastern Conference they uh, got a final. Buy. We're They're fine. fine. They're good. The Boatmen are good. All right. Let's talk about the good. Dinos.
1: Talk about the Dinos then. The Dinos,
0: probably the <sighs> most positive of the other three teams at the moment, in my opinion. I think I think that's fair to say. I can say um, that.
1: Coming off two back-to-back losses to the Nets and the Heat, close teams they were down those by games?
0: 21 at halftime to the net or to the
1: to the heat. The heat yeah they were down by 12 points late in the
0: in the fourth quarter yep. to the nets and they, they clawed back. They made yeah. they made a fight in both of those games and they've also fought back in their first game. So mm-hmm. the question's become like how consistent is their rotation going to be? Mm-hmm. Right? We we know the top 5 are good. Very good yes. in fact. Very good. Mm-hmm. But you can't play them for 48 minutes. It's not possible. So you're going to need some bench depth. You're going to need guys to step up and be energy people off the bench. You got the Delano Banton who is going to be the speed guy. He he wants to push the pace every time he's on the court, which I respect. Yeah. How valuable is that going to be? Yeah, well, we have to wait and see on that. Christian Coloco through three games has been a bit of a surprise. I think he's he's taken to the NBA, which I don't think was something that I was expecting to say this early in the season. Mm -hmm. And the more you look at the bench, the more I think Precious Achua is actually going to be a very important player for this Raptors team this year. So the questions are there, but they're Mm -hmm. in a very good spot at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think people are expecting them to be a top three team in the East, right? That's not that's not what the expectation no. level is right now. No, but their over but a under win team. total was set at forty six and a half going into the season. Yeah, no. what did you make of that win total when you saw that? Um, definitely doable. I think they're
1: a plus forty win team. Yeah, regardless, I mean because of the good defense that they have. Um when any of the five starters gets hot this team's very very good Yep. um they're just building off of last year i think the only difference here is and you've you've touched upon it is how consistent are they going to be i mean pascal started the year pretty well last year dipped for about 20 games came back played really well for a couple games dipped again yep um OG's back healthy, so that's a huge thing on the defensive side. I think Scotty Barnes is going to be a perennial star. Like, they have the makings to be one of the top teams in the East. But again, mm-hmm. it's the consistency. Like, so here's the question for you as well. Like, I've been thinking about this. You know, you compare it to the Celtics, you compare it to the Nets, you compare it to the Heat, uh, the Bucks, right? Like, is there anyone on this Raptors team that when you see them date like any night, you go, okay, I'm afraid of one player or two players? Or is it just an even battle? Because to me, they're they're an even team to play. They're going to beat you defensively really well. They have a couple of really good players that are going to show up every night. And then, you know, it's just up to who
0: scores the next point. Yeah, I think when it comes to the Raptors, for me, Mm -hmm. I think it's any one of their starters can dominate any game. Mm -hmm. You don't know who it's going to be. Right now, I think... Pascal Siakam is taking to his statement from the offseason that he wants to be a top five player in the league. And he's he's going to try to dominate every game, which I'm all for. If he has the ability to do it, do you, brother. I want to see him do that. Yeah. But if he's not having a big game. I can also see Fred Van Vliet going off for 30 points. I can see Gary Trent going off for 35 if he Mm -hmm. gets hot. I can see Scotty putting in 28, 10, and Mm -hmm. 5, right? Like, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all of their starters, except like the only one that I don't see like going off big like that is OG. But you don't need him to go off like that. You want him to be the steady force as the defensive guy and put in 15 to 25 points a game, right, consistently. Somewhere in that range is is the perfect point total for for OG depending on the game. Of course. And I think you're going to get that from him. So the five are able to take over games. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But none of them like if you're if you're a team coming into Toronto to play them, you're not keying necessarily on one player. Maybe right now you're keying on Pascal Siakam, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much that's going to help you at the moment because he's just no. he's kind of on a, on a heater right now and you just kind of let him go. Mm-hmm. But you're not keyed in on anyone because every single one of them could do something.
1: Yeah. Well, like you take the Nets game for example, they they were focused on Ben Vleet's three point, they were focused on Pascal driving and they kept leaving St- Scotty open in the key. Yep. Right for like six points and you're like well, there you go. That's yep. that's the difference between this team, right? Whereas, and then they would try to
0: like, then they would try to let Siakam take threes, and he was hitting them. Yeah. Right. There was no there was no blockouts on on the three point shot, so it's like, okay, yeah, take that too. yeah, it, it, whatever works, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's working. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, they look like they're going to be competitive. I took the over uh, on the 46.5 wins. I think they're about a 48-win team, personally.
1: Like the match last year, sort of? Yeah, thing.
0: match last like year's. That? I think they actually overachieved last year a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can match, maybe do slightly better. They could get to 50. 50's a lot, though. Like, let's, let's not so. forget, it. it's an uh, 82-game season. So 41 yeah. and 41 is 500. Yep. Yeah. That would be... I would be putting yourself like nine games over five hundred or eighteen difference between wins mm-hmm. and losses. A big—that's I mean, a big it's ask. Possible.
1: It's big possible ass. with that defense, but it's possible, it but it's a big ask. Yeah, you're right. I agree
0: with you on them. Right. So yeah, I would I do say that, think that that they can do it.
1: I would say that they're probably a a solid forty five win team. Yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna. I guess I'll take the under because. 46 and a half, right? So I'd say they're under. But that's because I'm still waiting for them to to play the Heat consecutively a few games. See how right. they play against the Celtics, and then we'll we'll, we'll see the see if they're a playoff team. Because I think that defense is playoff playoff competitive. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yep, they're yeah. a playoff team. Maybe at the very least a play in team. I think they finish sixth. Oh yeah, personally, I, I think they six finish seven, sixth. Yeah. Avoid the play in. Again, we'll see. Lots, mm-hmm. lots of time to figure that out. Three games. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's another 79 games. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, speaking of a team that's probably using that same line right now, it's fine. Everything's fine. Go to the Jays. Yep. I, I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start because when when we left off the last mm-hmm. episode. I was talking about how they couldn't hit, mm-hmm. right? And then since then, they had Alec Manoa pitch at an almost Cy Young pace. Mm-hmm. And I say almost because, unfortunately, Justin Verlander had just a ridiculous year. So Manoa's probably second in the AL, maybe third. Yep. Should be a finalist for sure. Mm-hmm. For the AL Cy Young, and it's his second full season. Super positive. I think Vladdy, despite what his offensive numbers might say, mm-hmm. took a huge step forward in his development as a player this year. Now, he- mm-hmm. Hear me out before you judge me, or phone, But his defensive game mm-hmm. took such a monumental leap forward. He is an AL Gold Glove finalist. One of the top three first basemen defensively in the entire league. This is a guy who moved over to a first base two years ago. Yep. While his numbers don't match what he did last season, mm-hmm. last season probably was not an anom was an an anomaly. Yeah, that's hard to say. Word. It's the right word. I just couldn't get it out. <laughs> it was probably an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Because what he did was almost historic. But he went up, and the only reason he didn't win the MVP was because there's a player named Shohei Ohtani who pitches and can hit like crazy. Right? It's Mm going to take a historic year this year from Aaron Judge, who just set the AL home run record and was up for the Triple Crown until two weeks left in the season to beat Shohei Ohtani for the Mm -hmm. MVP. Yes, Vlad didn't win it. But he was in the running, and that's that's incredible just in and of itself. Yeah. But his his game took a whole step forward with the defensive stuff. His game took a whole step forward with the leadership, in my opinion, that he, he showed on the field. There was one game where he did that stupid run down to the bullpen in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and then after that, I felt like he took another big step in the leadership thing because he was – always in the dirt he was pushing his teammates he was trying to be a better leader this guy is still just 23 yeah he's trying to make it his team right and you can tell this season yeah i think matt chapman being on this team was a huge help as well hmm? another guy up for a gold glove did Jays have five gold glove finalists Nominees, by the way did you yeah. see that yeah, Jackson Bradley Jr. who's insane defensively. Jackie, Whit, Wish he could hit more than two fifty, but you know. Whit Merrifield as well. Uh, yeah. was the utility. Um, and Jose Barrios, Barrios, yeah, Barrios, yeah. Um, another five Gold Glove candidates on a team that no one talks about their defense except for Bo Bichette being unable to make a throw. And that's where we're gonna go next. Is that that is the, the season the downfall? Mm-hmm. of the Blue Jays was inconsistent hitting. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> and their inability to make some of the simple plays when the time came. Mm-hmm. Bobachette is not a shortstop. I hate to say it, but if you can't consistently make the throw, mm-hmm. you gotta Would you make believe
1: me if I was about to say the same thing to you?
0: No, because we've talked about it before, so I'm not yeah. shocked. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I have like a drastic change that the hear Jays it. could do. I want to hear it. So there's multiple times this season that when I watch the Jays play, you'd be like, Bo Bichette's going to make an error. And he does. A throwing error or he goes up to the plate and is over anxious or something he did Okay, i won't say he did lead the league in hits right or yeah, opposite field doubles and stuff
0: o- offensively I, i'm good with what he does i know sometimes he he swings out of his shoes and is over swinging mm-hmm. i'm okay with that there's nothing wrong with that right
1: but when the game is on the line or it's two outs in the seventh and you're like we got to stop this rally yeah and you overthrow it or you don't throw it well or you don't pick up the ball well you're not reading it well you're like it happened many times this season, especially down the stretch. It happened yep. in the playoffs on that last game against the Mariners, where it's just, what are you doing in the outfield, buddy? Stay where you need to be, right? Yep. I, out, I've turned off the TV. With that. Yeah, I've turned off the TV a handful of times this past season going, that was bad. Why yep. am I watching this? Like, you know, Vladdy's making this insane splits catch at first base because Which of an insane throw. Right? Like an insane throw by Maddie Chap. And then you see Whit Merrifield running into the, the outfield with a massive grab. And then you see Bo for overthrowing a play that's like the simplest toss to mm-hmm. first base, right? It was very disappointing to see that throughout the year. Um, so here is what I was thinking. I think because of his ability to still hit very well, I think you can package him to any team because he's still a very good player and get another perennial star. Carlos Correa is hitting the free market. At yep. the age of 28, it has a World Series with an asterisk, whatever we want to call it, but he's still a World, a World Series, series. Winner.
0: right? They, they made the playoffs so many times. It's a World Series. I'm good with that. Right?
1: I could see the Jays going in on Carlos Correa, uh, Carlos Correa. Okay. and trying to ship Boba Chet out and probably Kevin Biggio to get starting pitching. We need a left-handed pitcher that can actually win games for you because Kikuchi was not it this season. Punjin Ryu being injured was not it this year. I mean, you you, they relied essentially on Gosman and Manoa.
0: They also didn't really expect Punjin Ryu to be that that guy this season.
1: No, but we needed a bottom guy that can maybe go out there and win ten win uh, ten games this season for you, right? And then I think that was the minimal expectation from a guy who came from the Dodgers. You know, was your ace a year and a half ago? I I think ten games or eight games was probably what you would expect from him.
0: Yeah. You need and you need more than what we got for sure. For sure. So
1: I can see Bo Bachet being shipped out after this season because you can leverage it saying, look, you can get your hit your hits. Yep. You can play above five hundred defense or whatever you want to call
0: it. You can Okay, but how about know? this? Mm. Okay. Humor me here. Sure. What if he moves to second?
1: Not, not a bad idea. As go-
0: I mean. as good as Santiago Espinal has been. And as good as Biggio and Whit Merrifield were at the end of this season,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I think Biggio actually made a huge turn and deserves to stay on the roster as that utility guy who can kind of fill in on days off for guys. Yeah. Laddie needs a break, he goes at first. Whoever's playing second needs a break, he can go second. Whoever's, uh, if Chapman yeah. needs a day off, he can go third. You know, just that yeah. super utility guy along with Merrifield, the two of them together can just play basically every position. Mm hmm. What if they go after a shortstop and free agency? Let me let me read off the list of free agent shortstops, and then I'll tell you who I think would be the perfect fit. After, sure. And sure. I want to get your I want to get your opinion on who you think would be a good fit, and then I'll give you mine. Sure. The available shortstops: Trey Turner, yep. is a free agent. Carlos Correa has opted out. Xander Bogarts yep. is going to be a free agent. Dansby Swanson is going to be a free agent. Tim Anderson has a club option but it sounds like he's going to hit free agency and then they're going to try mm-hmm. to re-sign him. Elvis Andres, Jose Iglesias, Alcides Escobar, Andrelton Simmons, D. Strange Gordon, Marwin Gonzalez, and Didi Gregorius. So those are the top guys. Okay? hmm Out of those guys, who do you see being a good fit? I think a
1: handful of those guys would be Yes, okay. they would bring experience. I mean, I, I when you mentioned Dansby Danson Swanson, his name. Shit. Was B. Swanson. Thank you. I I'm think he sure. would be a good fit. He's a young player, twenty-eight. Or Carlos Correa would be a good fit. Trey Turner would be a good left-handed bat to have. Mm-hmm. Right, he's lefty. I think any of the top three names that you listed would be perfect for the Jays. I don't. It doesn't make a difference to me because uh, they bring World Series, they bring hitting, and they bring the ability to hit against hard hard pitching and that's something the that Jays had a really tough time against the Mariners, was hitting guys that were soaring
0: 98-plus, 97-plus. Yep. Okay, the two names that jump out to me mm-hmm. for very different reasons, obviously. If you're just trying to replace a guy like Espinal, who had a good hitting year, mm-hmm. but is probably better defensively, the name Angelton Simmons always will come up into the into the conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. We don't really need more hitting on this Jays roster. No. Think, think about one through nine. This is probably the second best roster in the American League, at least.
1: Yeah, but they need somebody who can hit left-handed hitting and fast pitching.
0: Right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not I'm not arguing that, but. I don't know. It's not a bad guy to have in your in your fielding percentage, Andrelton Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy that really jumps out at me is Dansby Swanson. Yeah. This is a former first overall pick, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he's one of the most consistent players on, you know... The reigning Nash, uh, MLB World Series champions. He batted two hundred seventy seven this year. He had, hold on, I want to get, I want to get the fielding numbers because this is where I think he makes the biggest impact. He had a nine eighty six fielding percentage, eight errors the entire season. Eight.
1: Yeah, that's like one error every twenty games.
0: And if you want his splits, like his uh, lefty righty splits, mm. they're pretty consistent. In fact, he batted better against lefties than yeah. he did against righties. He was a 270 batting average against righties, 298 against lefties. It's important. Important to have. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do, for sure. Uh, another position that they could go after, what about a outfielder? Maybe one Jock Pedersen, who can also play first.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's a left-handed bat.
0: A left-handed batter. Or, and this is the guy that I think they should go after, Josh Bell from the Padres, who can also play outfield.
1: Yeah. I mean, It'd he's be been a little underwhelming. in the But he's a lefty bat. I know, I get that. i just been, he's been a little underwhelming. I mean, he has that. been Isn't he but a
0: switch hitter. He's a switch hitter, yes, but he brings a lefty pad, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, But just another guy that you just kind of slot in and just be like, good luck. Yeah. Not going to play every
1: day, but
0: he's no, there. I mean,
1: he'd be an upgrade in the outfield than Bradley Zimmer was, who yeah. hit a buck 60 or something. Yep. <laughs> um All right. Great
0: defense, great speed, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So. Potential. There's lots of potential there. Well, they could bring yeah. back Kevin Pillar. Yeah, don't be.
1: I, I think you know it was disappointing the way that last game ended with the lead being blown. But this yeah. team is still very good. They just need to improve their bullpen. Think about what they're going to do with Bichette, and then get another arm because that rotation isn't bad. It's just you need someone else to eat up innings for you, and we lost a
0: few players for them. Pretty much, yeah. Um, okay, quickly. we got about seven mm. minutes here, okay? Yep. I got to go. Okay. Leafs. The Leafs. Take a deep breath. The disappointing finish to last season. Yep. They decide to blow up their goaltending, get two new goaltenders, bring in Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. Mm-hmm. And Matt Murray goes down injured in practice after his first game. Mm. So it's it's now Samsonov's crease. Shawgren's back up. He is the super backup again, doing mm-hmm. his thing. They had to send Robertson down. They had to send Simmons down. They had to send Clifford down. They're all now back up with the team and playing. All three of them actually had a really good game last night. I don't know. Do you agree with me or phone on that? I think they all played well last night.
1: They looked better compared to the first couple of games of the season.
0: The defense has four injuries right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Muzzin, Lilgren, Dahlstrom. Who wasn't probably going to make the roster anyway. Jordy Ben. Mm-hmm. Yep. They haven't looked great to start the season overall. but I no. say that, and they're sitting at four and two. This is just another one of those seasons where... The regular season is just going to happen, isn't it? Like we're just going to yeah. have to wait until the playoffs, the last five games of this season to see the grind against teams that are in of position. And then, do we the even need that? Like, they're going to get into the playoffs. It doesn't matter where they play. They need to win a first round matchup. That's all that. That's all that this is. Sure. They have to win a, their first round in the playoffs this season.
1: Okay. Unless
0: something goes drastically wrong and they don't make the playoffs, that is the entire... That that defines the season. If they do not win a playoff round, they need to blow up the front office. Yeah. Am I wrong?
1: No. I was going to say, what are you going to pick to go? I think there's like a handful of people that are time to go. A- Dubas goes... This experiment goes, hasn't worked. Yeah.
0: Potentially Shanny.
1: Well, this experiment hasn't worked. No, and he's been here since Lou, and nothing's changed. Nope.
0: Right now, the Lou years were very, very thin. Let's be honest; they weren't expecting a whole lot in those years.
1: No, well, I thought they played good hockey in the Lou years because the expectation was low. Unfortunately, the expectation, the expectation is over a hundred. <laughs> right, like the expectation now is more than a hundred percent. Like you're, you're going hand sure. pressure, you're going media pressure, you're going player pressure. I mean, the losses is against the Yotes. Was it last week? Week before? It was just people were like that's it. It sucks. Them blah, blah 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 blah. And it's like guys, this game Predictable, three. Predictable
0: though. Yeah. I I literally yeah. predicted that loss.
1: Which is fine. It's okay to lose these games. Yeah. It's an eighty-two game season. What you want them to win eighty-two and zero? <laughs> that's not gonna
0: happen. Yes. Of course, I want that to
1: happen. I rather the thing is, I rather they win sixteen in a row to win the Stanley Cup than to win
0: 82 games yeah, in this. I agree. Right? I agree.
1: I think if you're a Leafs fan, I understand their frustration because it's since 1967. Okay, I get it. Let's take a deep breath. They are still one of the best teams in the league, if not in the, like, across their division. Yep, They're foreign to playing yep. okay hockey. That, that should tell you something.
0: Yep. It's Listen funny, though. Of- I've literally predicted both losses this year so far.
1: Yeah, because it's just... Comical, that's
0: just what the Leafs are. I I called the game one loss against Montreal because I said everything is pointing to the Leafs' win. But if you look at the momentum builders, everything is in the Montreal Canadiens' favor. Home opener, Jake Allen's back, Nick Suzuki's Mm -hmm. named captain, first game as the captain. It it screams a Canadiens' win, and they did. And then when they play Arizona, I said, this is a very Leafs' way to lose, but I think they're going to lose this game.
1: Well, like, there was a moment where they had possession in the Yotes' zone for three minutes. Yeah. And they're going to do anything with it. And I'm like, they're going to lose tonight. Nope.
0: That's it. They're done. They actually played really well in the first period. I will say that. They, did. But... they, did. they just couldn't score? No, I couldn't score. So We'll, we'll have to play that one by ear. It's still fresh with the Raptors and Leafs. So we're hoping for good things this year. Yeah. We're going to have to play it by ear and see how it goes. All right, dude. That does it. We, we've wrapped up Toronto. We did it. We're back. It's not going to be every week. The schedules will not allow that, but we are back. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at Garage Door Sports and on Instagram, Garage Door Sports Network. Um, we'll try to make episodes as much as possible. But mm-hmm. until next time, we thank you for listening. And we'll see you then.